Central Ohio is a hub of businesses large and small, including nonprofit and social enterprise organizations, all connected by the experiences we share and the stories we tell. Your BBB wants to showcase businesses who are working every day to build trust and support our communities. BBB SparkCast is where we can learn from local entrepreneurs firsthand. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for this episode of BBB SparkCast. My name is Cassie Patterson, the Program and Event Specialist with your BBB. Today, I'm joined with Nick Wallach, the owner of Evolved Body Art. Evolved is an eclectic group of artists in Columbus, Ohio, united by their love of the dynamic and quirky profession of body modification with an impressive mission that involves everything from dedication to continuing education and research to a conscientious approach to their environmental impact. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Nick. And you've been voted number one tattoo parlor in Columbus for how many years in a row now? Um, hey, yeah, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, yeah, we've been a bunch of years now. Um, we've been in business <laughs> for 21 years and um, I'm really uh, happy and maybe lucky and privileged to say that we've been voted uh, the best studio for the majority of the time we've been in business. That's really great. I'm always glad to see uh, your business there and I think it's well-deserved and I think we'll get into some of the reasons why it's well-deserved here shortly. So um, just to get started, could you tell us a little more about your specific background and then um, maybe what brought you about to the founding of Evolved? Um, sure. Um, I came to Columbus in uh, 91 for college. I attended the Ohio State University. And uh, during the, my time there, I, I did a lot of traveling as well. And so I always had a, a pretty international focus. I uh, had lived in Brazil and Mexico for multiple years, and I ended up studying languages and international studies in at OSU. And uh, around 95-ish, I ended up relocating to Acapulco, Mexico. And um, that's where I entered the tattooing and piercing industry. And it was, uh, it's actually kind of fun now because I have certain clients that come in and I joke that they pick me as their piercer for the 90s stories because it was a whole different, a whole different industry. It was pretty wild sure. back then. Um, we've just evolved so much in the last quarter century. Um, but, you know, my focus was more on language and culture initially and the body modification sort of just unfolded as I was in different communities and different cultures and even in different tribes, you know, visiting other parts of the world. And little by little, all of those bits and pieces culminated into what is evolved. And in 2000, uh, my partner Jennifer and I were expecting our first child Lennox and we decided we wanted to move back to Ohio and uh, be a little closer to our families and be back at o OSU so we both came back for grad programs and uh, we also started Evolved at that point um, and we were very very lucky to pick up uh, where Lars Johansson left off with Viking Studios 
So they had been an art-based tattoo stu- tattoo and piercing studio um, since maybe 1990-ish, maybe 89, kind of like 10 or 12 years prior to when we came. And so they already had a great uh, reputation and client base, and they had a spectacular work ethic and approach to the art. And so we came in and just built on that starting in 2000. That's really incredible. What a great story, too. Um, And I think it's really interesting that you mentioned um, your focus kind of on like language and culture, because um, culture is one of the things that our Torchwood judges were really impressed by and your intentional focus on building a strong culture, especially in such a unique industry. And um, so can you on that in that vein, can you explain a little about um, your staff structure since you've been founded and maybe how it's evolved and um, maybe speak to some of the ways that you have built trust within such a unique staff structure? Mm, I can. <laughs> and I, also, <laughs> well, we can break I just it down. want to preface what, whatever I'm about to say that with um, this is always a work in progress. You know, sure. because it's it. There's nothing static about it. There's mm-hmm. nothing. There's nothing simple or easy or predictable about human relations and how we not only relate to each other but how we communicate with each other, how we collaborate with each other, how we um, how we expect things from each other and how we give to each other and how we nurture each other and how we challenge each other and really the whole thing is is very dynamic and it's very Mm -hmm. complex and it's very subject to interpretation so the things that I'm going to say today are not the same as I would have said two years ago or definitely not two decades ago and Mm -hmm. possibly not even two days ago or two hours ago you know (laughs) Um, Fair enough. <laughs> so I think the main thing is that our crew is a very, very quirky, very eccentric, very, um, very interesting group of artists. And I say artists because I don't know that we're all necessarily in this profession for the money. I think most of us are in it for the art first and the lifestyle first and and the money like the fact that we're being paid for this to me is still amazing you know because in the 90s there was no money at all in it and i remember coming back to ohio and coming home and uh and i'm just going to go out on a limb here and be vulnerable but I had to sit down with Jennifer's parents and say, yes, we're going to raise a family (laughs) and I'm a body piercer and we're going to own a tattoo studio. (laughs) And, you know, and back then, like that was pretty unheard of. And, Mm -hmm. and the fact now that we're, we're doing that and we are, you know, we're, 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 integrated into the into our community and I think we're big parts of our community in a lot of cases and we pay taxes and we uh, we buy homes and we raise children um, evolved is filled with 
people who have children and um and that's pretty that's pretty neat that is and really think, cool <laughs> yeah and i so think how, uh, so how, how we do that i guess is that is still yeah. the question um <laughs> i think it's just knowing that we each have individual needs we're we're a collective you know so we're a group of people with individual needs and really trying to meet each of those needs so our our business setup is is one that i'd say about two-thirds of our staff are actually independent contractors and what that means is they set their own hours they um you know they provide the the and this sounds i don't know if it's gonna sound normal or weird but they provide their own equipment because each artist uses different tattoo machines they use different pigments they use different approaches to their art and instead of that being weird we've embraced that because by creating a space for each of those individual artists we can then allow them to specialize in the specific genre that they want to represent and in uh maybe even to the specific demographic who they want to tattoo or pierce and i think having that freedom of schedule the freedom of uh style i think is really really important to artists mm -hmm. and it sounds like that's one of that's such a easy way to build trust with everyone is allowing that freedom and like you said you're all artists and <laughs> to get everyone together that's so different i think that's a really incredible um feat and i think you're obviously doing an excellent job and i think that it's awesome that um you, you were talking about the 90s and how this was like not necessarily considered a profession now here you are receiving an award from the better business bureau so i think that's pretty great and worth mentioning <laughs> You have indeed evolved, <laughs> if I may. <laughs> okay, great. So I think what I'd like to talk about next, maybe um, since you've talked about the way that you support your staff and them being independent contractors and all those different things, um, because of that unique structure, I know that you experienced a very um, extra challenging situation during the pandemic and I was hoping you could talk a little about how um, you figured out how to support your staff during that time and some of the challenges that you met and how you overcame them. Yeah so the first thing I think it's really important to say is that the two months approximately that we were shut down we were closed more during those two months than we were total for the two decades prior to those two months. So Evolved, uh, we, we just open every day. We have this really strong work ethic. We, um, every holiday is optional for anyone to work. Like no one has to work anytime, but the reality of it is, is that a lot of our artists don't celebrate uh, typical holidays, right? And a lot of our clientele also do not, you know? So we are typically open every day of the year. 
and occasionally we'll close so that we can all go camping together or canoeing or you know something like that but um in general we've worked our butts off for 20 some years and and that's sort of what we're used to so when all of a sudden <laughs> we, we were told hey yep you're you're gonna be closed for re realistically we knew it was a undetermined amount of time and that was really hard to to wrap our heads around um probably like everyone right so that's mm. something that i think we could relate that a lot of people can relate to um and so we i think as a individually and collectively we took a lot of time to take time off and to do things that we don't usually do and to um to work on art projects and clean our houses and spend time with our families and and so i think it was definitely a a blessing for us to have that time um the one thing i, I think that you know we had to just sit down and look at our our finances and kind of figure out what that was going to look like for us and then we immediately had a meeting and you know asked everyone to come in and we said all right who needs food who needs water who needs money who needs you know <laughs> the essentials and uh we came up with a list and we um you know we helped out as many of our people that we could that needed it for the whole time and it was actually not funny but it was timely that the day before we reopened that we got cleared to reopen we had to sit down and say all right how much like our how much more money do we have to you know how much longer can we keep sustaining this and then we got the news that we could reopen and we were ecstatic and by we i mean about one third of our staff so when we reopened only about a third of us were were the yahoos that were like woohoo let's run out <laughs> into the pandemic and work um but most of our staff did not come back initially and it was it was really neat because previously we had three tattoo studios or we still do but when we closed we had three tattoo studios we're open noon to 11 p.m every day and then all of a sudden we had one that that we barely had people to work in it and we we're so we did like noon to eight every day which we're still doing um and we didn't have the staff so my family came in every day my daughter ayala my son lennox and when we started re when we realized we were busy then their friends came in to help us and the tattooers that wanted to be here then we started receiving some guest artists uh krista from california and rick from california uh different people who their states were still super shut down they came mm -hmm. in to help us get back on our feet and uh and it was it was really wild the reopening was was something like i had never experienced before and i think that every all of us who were here during that time i think we're we're pretty bonded we're pretty connected <laughs> we made it through I would imagine. <laughs> That's so cool. Did you experience any extra challenges with the people coming out of state? I mean, it sounds like they were willing, so, and you're all bonded now, of course, so it's probably good, but anything that came up that you were maybe not expecting? 
not with the out of state no because they were they were excited to get the one uh one I, i'll just say person so i don't divulge who it was but they were sure. delivering uh they were like delivering uber eats you know this is someone <laughs> like who's a veteran in our industry really high respect highly respected and they were they heard doing something completely outside of their profession just to be working and being out of the house and being the busybody that they are um and then uh and we keep seeing these guest artists keep coming back even now one of them's here right now which is really cool that's excellent what a great community you've created it's so cool um so maybe one other thing i want to put is Mm -hmm. the whole creation thing and the like that I have created, I want to be really, really clear that I have not created anything. You know, I this is that. Yeah. <laughs> definitely a group endeavor, a group effort, a group, a group collaboration. Because, like, like yeah, just one person certainly can't even lead a community. It has to be from all directions. Mm-hmm. That's great. I think it speaks volumes that not only you bring that to light, but you're you're willing to share that it involves everyone. It's it's really great. I think this is another thing that really came across in your application is why our judges were so excited about <laughs> your business. And it's just a different um, type of business for us to focus on as well. So I appreciate you sharing your story so far. This has been awesome. Um, Let's see. So I think I'm gonna switch gears here if that's cool with you. Um, Another super impressive part of your mission is your focus on environmental impact. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little about some of the ways that you've been able to live up to this part of your mission and um, sort of the the benefits that it's had for you and your team and for maybe just your industry in general. Yeah, we're in a we're in a really exciting period for our industry right now as far as all the products that we have available. But before I start there, I'll jump back a couple decades and mm-hmm. when when I was at OSU in 2000 um i would go through the recycle bins there and i would take out the sheets of paper and we would repurpose them here at evolved (laughs) it was mainly because we were on a very 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 tight budget and (laughs) i didn't want to spend money on anything that we didn't have to spend money on so that Mm -hmm. was a way that we were already from the very beginning repurposing like within our community and um so I think that's kind of neat. And again, I don't know if that's weird or neat, but I'm going to call it neat. Um, I think we, we should go with neat. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and, and since then, we've sort of, now the more, I do also want to just say, the more people we have here, the less unified we are with our stance on how frugal and how environmentally <laughs> conscious we want to be. So when I, when I, hear us get recognized for that for the impact or the 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 lessened impact i also see all the ways that we could do better um but we 
use a lot of repurposed things in everything we do. Um, we have put solar panels on our roof and as far as we know, we're the only or one of the only, maybe the only tattoo studio in the world to be solar powered. Um, we, you know, therefore we use like an electric water heater. We, um, we are, our, so our upstairs is kind of nice and fancy, like our retail area, our service area, but mm -hmm. our basement where our, all of our desks are and our rest area, our break area is all recycled stuff. So we have old filing cabinets from OSU. We have old teacher's desks from the fifties. We have, uh, you know, miss mix and matched uh, rolling chairs that from old offices that got cleared out. Um, we use Tectum for insulation and soundproofing that is from, uh, you know, our local Tectum uh, factory where I don't know if they still do it, but they had, uh, we had a relationship with them where we could sign a waiver and instead of them sending their seconds to the landfill, we brought them here and we were able to use them here. Um, so we've done a lot of like kind of creative things like that. And then what I referenced earlier is that our industry now, we're able to buy biodegradable gloves, biodegradable bags, biodegradable plastic bags and stuff that we cover our equipment in. We have a whole bunch of products now that are either biodegradable or recycled or recyclable or all of the above. And that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. I think it's really awesome that you're you've not only been a leader in the industry in so many ways, but in this way as well. I think you're a great role model for people who are looking to get into this sort of thing. And um, I think that leads me to my next question, which is um, what just in general, what advice would you give to others that are trying to get into your industry? and um, how to move forward with that and how to be as intentional as you all have been. Well, this is a really sensitive subject because okay. for the most part, almost everyone in our industry feels like it is oversaturated. And so the first thing I would say is only pursue it if it's something that you're truly passionate about and if it's something that it's almost like it's a, it's almost a lifestyle more than it is a career, mm -hmm. you know, and it's definitely a career more than it is a job. And the responsibility you have isn't to just show up to work, but your responsibility is to show up for your community. Because if you're not doing things in the most hygienic, safe, professional, sensitive way, you could be harming your community and that mm -hmm. community includes your family. <laughs> it includes your coworkers. It includes your friends. And then depending on how successful of a career you have, it goes out, out into people you don't know. So I think anyone thinking about coming into the industry has to hear those words and they have to really ask themselves, are they looking for a job or a career or a lifestyle? And um, I, I, I might be really old school, but I do think it's a very big commitment. And I think that people 
need to just figure out what they want. Why are they doing this? Absolutely. I respect that for sure. <laughs> um, and I actually, this might seem a little out of order, but you were bringing up community and I know that, so Evolved is, at, at least from what I've seen, and I don't know too much about uh, many of the other tattoo shops and, well, you're not just a tattoo shop, of course, but I don't know much about the other shops, but um, I see your name out in the community a lot and I know that you have a lot of involvement in the community and I think you've spoken to why that's important to you, but could you maybe just touch on some of the different ways that you get your name out into the community and how you give back? We, we kind of say yes to everything. <laughs> you know, so if, if someone calls us up or emails us or stops in and says, hey, we're doing a fundraiser for this, it, it, that's awesome. Yes, we want to support that. Um, hey, and I've spoken to groups everywhere from literally preschool, like three to five-year-olds, all the way up to graduate students and everything in between. We speak at CCAD and um, uh, definitely OSU a lot and, uh, different middle schools, high school career days, elementary schools, um, that, that sort of outreach and giving back to our community is part of our mission statement or our core values. Um, mm -hmm. and because we put it out there in that way, I think, I feel, I hope that it attracts like-minded people. So when you know, CCAD contacts me and says, hey, are you ready to do uh, Think Before You Ink again this year? Then I just throw the word out to our staff and, you know, five to 10 people are excited about it and say, yeah, we'll be there. We're, we're on board. Um, so I think just wanting to do it and wanting to be active is, is the biggest thing that, I mean, that simple. That's great. Really awesome, and I'm sure the community really appreciates it too. And I think it's great that you're, you know, talking to people of all ages about what you do. That's really cool. Um, when so I, I think, I'd like to, I'd okay. like to tell a quick story about that. So yeah, when my please. son was maybe three, I started taking him into uh, the OSU child care center. Maybe I actually forget the name of it, but it mm -hmm. was a really cool group and his teachers there, we are still friends with to this day. Um, and one day I was dropping him off and, you know, hanging out and getting ready to go. And a little kid came up and said, uh, why do you have earrings? <laughs> I'm like, well, what do you mean? He said, earrings are only for girls. And I said, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Do I look like a girl to you? You know, I had like a big beard and dreadlocks and, you know, like, like, you know, and I'm like, do I look like a girl? And he just, he was so confused, you know, because he had obviously been taught one thing that my presence in his tiny little world was, it was shattering that, that, that. Right learning that he had received and um and so then I asked the teachers I'm like hey could I come in and could I bring in 
uh, could I have like, you know, half hour, hour, I forget what it was of time and do a little presentation on boys with earrings. And, uh, <laughs> and the teachers were rad, are rad people. And they said, yes. And so probably like a week later, I showed up and I had maybe four or five other men with me and everything from like little teeny earrings to big stretched lobes to gold to, you know, like stone, like we were a pretty good representation <laughs> of the different ways that different men can wear e earrings. And then I also brought with me reference books that are basically picture books, but mm -hmm. of children and men from all different cultures all over the world with earrings in. And so we set up a couple little like stations and we could, sh and we could look through them with the kids and talk. And by the end of it, I think, I, I just think it was a really cool experience. And that's, that's part of what, <clears throat> excuse me, what we've always done is we've shared who we are with the community around us. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's amazing. And just getting it out there and what a valuable experience for those kids and just a different way to open their minds. And I have mad respect for you for doing that and taking the time to continue to do that. That's awesome. Well, thank you for that story. And thank you for all of your insight into your industry and your background and everything. I think we'll, um, We'll wrap it up here. Could you maybe tell us how um, anyone that is interested in your business could look into you more or get a hold of you? Our website is evolvedbodyart.com. We, I'm sure you can just Google us and find us pretty easily. We're open every day, <laughs> basically every day <laughs> of the year. And uh, And again, you don't have to feel bad for coming in on a holiday because anyone who's here wants to be here. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I mean, we have uh, social media, we have a chat box on our website, we have a phone, you know, you can contact us anyway, and we would love to hear from you and uh, maybe see you. Thank you again to Nick for joining us. And listeners, be sure to follow BBB SparkCast wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on the conversation. And if there's a topic that you'd like to hear about, feel free to email us at podcast at centralohio.bbb.org. And if you'd like to learn more about the 2021 Torch Awards, visit bbbtorchawards.com. We look forward to you joining us next time.